This is the Potscast Wrestling Edition, The Lodi. Remember, give us a follow on Twitter at PotscastWC. P-O-T-T-S-C-A-S-T-W-C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode, the WrestleMania weekend episode of the Potscast, the Lowdown, the wrestling edition of the Potscast. I'm Darren Potts. I'm the host of the Potscast. I'll be piecing all of the audios from my guests together to give you our favourite matches in WrestleMania history. So many to choose from. I say that very, very loosely because my favourite was easy. I didn't even have to think. I just went, oh yeah, I know my favourite, it's this. But there are so many honourable mentions, let's put it that way. I have to mention, of course, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Masterclass. Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. Phenomenal. Daniel Bryan, Batista, Randy Orton, exceptional. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, He Who Shall Not Be Named, main event of WrestleMania 20. Glorious. So many massive matches. Hogan, Warrior, The Crowd. Wow. You've got Rock, Hogan. You have Rock Cena, which I happened to be there for. It was amazing, although the match of that night was Taker and Triple H Hell in a Cell, in my opinion. Yes, The Crowd was probably more into the Rock Cena because of, obviously, The Rock's hometown crowd. It's WrestleMania, build up for a year, his first match back, all that sort of stuff. But when you go back and rewatch that Mania now, 35 Mania 28 is known for and remembered more so for in my opinion the end of an era Hell in a Cell match tremendous talking about Undertaker you cannot not mention Undertaker Shawn Michaels both at 25 and 26 a very underrated Undertaker match probably his best match with Kane was Mania 14 yes it probably isn't ever going to be mentioned in the all time greatest match of WrestleMania for anybody but the storytelling for that match could possibly be the best written storyline in WWE history that's a massive statement right there there's so many great matches at WrestleMania Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar fantastic you look at WrestleMania if you want to go a little bit closer to nowadays and you'd have Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston in my opinion of WrestleMania I'm not going to say how to end it with that because it's still been seven hours long. Everyone would have been exhausted. But if WrestleMania had been, say, four hours long and that was the main event and that closed the show, I think that show would be ranked a lot higher in everybody's opinion. There's a couple of honorable mentions. I have to mention one more, technically two more, but it's the same guys. WrestleMania 16 or WrestleMania 2000 and WrestleMania 17. Edge and Christian, Hardys, Dudley's underrated masterclass. Always overshadowed at 17 because of Rock Austin, Taker Triple H1, Vince and Sheehan. There was so much stuff going on at WrestleMania 17, which is why it's the GOAT of WrestleMania's. But that TLC match was phenomenal. And it needs to be mentioned in the greatest ever WrestleMania matches, in my opinion. You've Brett Owen Hart. You've other people would argue Brett Shawn Michaels should be in that conversation for Mania 12. I'm not sure about that one. I think it was too long, albeit it's a decent, good match. It's a very good sort of last 20 minutes into sudden death. I wouldn't have it in the GOAT of all time, but because of the participants, you kind of have to mention it. But anyway, let's get to our first guest on this week's podcast. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Hey guys, it's Pete. I'm back on the podcast, and as always, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, this time, I'm being asked to tell you guys, the listeners, uh, that what my favourite WrestleMania match is and why. I'm going to throw in a few honourable mentions as well. Um, obviously, it's probably no surprise that, just like the majority of old-school wrestling fans, that my favourite uh, WrestleMania is WrestleMania 17. So, as such, my favourite match comes from that pay-per-view. Now, I'll leave you with that for a second before I throw out a few honourable mentions from Mania's uh, past as uh, matches that could have quite honestly taken the top spot but were narrowly picked to the post. So, honourable mentions for me personally include uh, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart at WrestleMania 10. Also at WrestleMania 10, the ladder match between Razor Ramon and uh, Shawn Michaels. I was going to say Scott Hall then, sorry. Shawn Michaels is just an incredible match and a benchmark of how things went forward uh, with those style of matches, not just in the WWE, but in the industry as a whole. Uh, I don't think you can argue with the TLC, the original. And... The, some of the uh, incredible things that they, they did in that match. Uh, and another honourable mention, I'll leave that one, leave it at that, is Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. What an absolute classic. Now, my favourite match of all time at WrestleMania, as I've already mentioned, is from WrestleMania 17. And it is the match that we almost never got. It is the match that was put forward because two of the biggest stars of that era were forgotten about. Of course, I am talking and referring about Triple H versus The Undertaker. Now, okay, they tried to obviously make right. Triple H got his uh, motorhead entrance, which was all fine and dandy. And uh, Undertaker got a nice big path to ride his bike down. But the match itself was impeccable. I've only ever watched the match back a couple of times um, as an adult. And I always feel the same way as I did when I watched it. In complete awe and totally dumbfounded by the things that went on. Those guys went into that ring absolutely determined to steal the show. And... You know, depending on where you sit with the rest of the card, obviously Austin Rock's a massive one. Um, how can you argue it? You know, I mean, they, they went out there and they laid everything out on the table. You know, starting out in the ring, outside of the ring, Triple H taking that initial bump through the uh, makeshift Spanish announce table. The poor Spanish announce tables, Jesus. And... Um, and everything in between, you know. I mean, going going into the to the crowd, up onto the tower, the big choke slam off, followed by the elbow. Uh, Mike Kyoda's classic ref bump. Uh, the the false finishes. Um, the the sledgehammer shot to the head. Uh, one two kick out. Taking Undertaker into the corner. Boom! Last ride. One two three. 
the match gave you its highs it gave you some lows it gave you some jump out of your seat moments it gave you some oh my god are they really doing this moments but years later when you actually come to find out that it was a match that was put together at the last minute because they weren't even going to be on the card is nothing but phenomenal and it shows you it gives you an, you know if you thought that they put their everything into it you physically saw it you could tell and it gave you the understanding of knowing how the match came about gives it a completely new set of eyes to look at that's why that match is my favorite wrestlemania match guys hit me up on so on the socials you can find me on twitter at hops causing this and as always you can find me on instagram at hops causing all this see you later guys thank you pete thank you for sharing your thoughts once again on the podcast some other honorable mentions Shawn michaels chris jericho really really good match undertaker cm punk another really really good match undertaker batista at mania 23 in my opinion that should have closed the show it didn't outstanding outstanding match from taker and batista in terms of female wrestling charlotte versus oscar needs to be mentioned probably the best female match at wrestlemania in wrestlemania history so far there's another couple of honorable mentions now let's get to our next guest five four three two one Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, podcast listeners of all ages, Neil Campbell here and I'm going to give you my favourite Wrestlemania matches and why. Now before I get started, I just want to say this was exceptionally difficult. There's been so many Wrestlemanias, there's been so many great matches over the years and on top of that you have so many epic moments that you have a list that's the length of your arm. And it's so difficult to try and condense this list. But that's what I've done. And I've managed to whittle it down to my top three favorite matches. Now, I'm going to give these in descending order. Now, I just want to say before I start, I can appreciate a wrestling clinic just as much as anybody else. But it's not necessarily something that I look for to keep me fully invested and entertained when it comes to wrestling. Now, if you've listened to me before in these podcasts, you'll already know that um but in third place this was so difficult and this is a match that for many 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 years i always had as my favorite match and i dare say it'll probably show up in a fair few people's lists whenever they're talking about their favorite wrestlemania matches but in third place i am going to go the rock versus stone cold steve austin at wrestlemania 17 in second place I'm going to go to the following year Wrestlemania 18 and uh, The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan and the reason being once again it's not necessarily a wrestling clinic um, you know Hogan's always been particularly limited in the ring and but this was more a, a match that was built around the atmosphere you could feel the electricity like even like you know watching it on the TV you could feel it the atmosphere was amazing and you know i've never been a big hulk hogan fan um and but the the bit where 
Hogan throws Rock across the ring and then does the body poses and the crowd was going mental. That was amazing. And for me, that's what wrestling is all about. It's not about jumping off the top turnbuckle and doing 400 flips in the air. For me, it's about the crowd being invested in a match and being entertained. And I think that match itself is maybe the personification of that because you had two of the biggest stars, the biggest icons of all time coming together in a match that it would be in like NBA equivalent being like Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. And it's it's just, it's one of those matches. I, I, I think it just feeds off the energy from the crowd. And the crowd, like, you know, the crowd was very pro-Hogan and for a, a time during it, very anti-Rock. And But Rock is so good at manipulating the crowd that he was able to get on with that and deal with it. And by the end of the match, the crowd were actually cheering for the Rock. And, but I think even having Hogan back in that match, it showed how popular he was for a lot of those older wrestling fans back then that, you know, when they were kids, they were infatuated with him. And I just think as that match should have been the main event of WrestleMania that year. And, you know, the stuff that came after it was just completely flat because it had sucked their energy out of the crowd because it was so good. And, you know, I've been to the Sky Dome before and I've been there when the roof's on and the roof's off. I was there for a tour many, many years ago when the roof was on and I was also there for a baseball match and um, the Toronto Blue Jays when the room roof was open and it's a great atmosphere so imagine what it must have been like to have been at that Wrestlemania with the roof closed and to have The Rock versus Hulk Hogan and there's like 60,000 people going absolutely mental unreal so that's my second place in first place once again it's The Rock and it's The Rock against John Cena and the reason I've picked this is because for many years we wanted to go to WrestleMania and when The Rock and John Cena announced a year in advance that they were going to headline the following WrestleMania, we were like, right, this is the WrestleMania we want to go to. And right enough, you know, off we went. We went to Mania, we got to the Sun Life Stadium and it felt like there was a big match feel between The Rock and John Cena. Like it felt like you were going to like a big, like a cup final, you know, in, in football. And the match itself wasn't a classic, not not at all. It was solid, and it was always going to be get your moves in here, get your moves in there. And but it was it was mainly about the crowd again, and it was one of those matches that you didn't know who was going to win. Like you genuinely had no idea going to win. You, 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 you thought maybe it would definitely be John Cena because surely you know The Rock. He doesn't wrestle. You know, it's just going to be one of them ones, something to add to Cena's resume. But then you also thought the flip side, why would The Rock want to come back and job in his hometown? And the crowd was very pro-Rock. And obviously you're going to get people that are very pro-Cena. You got that everywhere, especially the kids. But again, I mightn't be his biggest fan, but I can understand and appreciate how big a star John Cena is. And Rock versus John Cena, it was sort of similar to... Hogan coming back and, and wrestling The Rock at WrestleMania 18. But, you know, it's funny, it was 10 years after at WrestleMania 28. And, you know, they even did the stare down at the start. And, you know, they tried to get that angle again of Cena looking one way and Rock looking at the other, you know, reminiscent of The Rock and Hogan. And then they did the whole thing 
where Cena threw the rock across the ring and then the rock threw him across the ring. And like they're both masters at, at you know working the crowd. And I think it was just great just actually being there for me. It was it, it was why it's why it's my number one because we were there and I love the rock and it's it had a big fight feel to it and it, the, the crowd was electric that night and the stadium was packed there was like eighty thousand people there it was it was just phenomenal and for me like I said it's not a it's not a, a technical classic at all but it's it's something that I enjoyed if I'm entertained that's that's what I look for. I just look to be entertained, and you've got two of the best um, mic workers of all time. For me, The Rock's the best on the mic ever. Cena would also be very high up on the list. And just, you know, the build-up to it, the promos, it was just amazing. And when they actually got their hands on each other properly, it, it was it was great. And I was delighted that The Rock won. And obviously, we, had, we went to WrestleMania 29 the following year in New York, and they shouldn't have had Rock Cena again because they should have just left at the one in Miami and it, it would have been completely perfect. And um, however, that's a story for another day. So, like I said, I've, uh, there's so many to pick from, but that's my top three. And I really hope you enjoyed listening to my reasons why. And um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Neiler C. Cheers, folks. Thank you, Neil. Neil will be probably slightly annoyed. Part of his part of his speech was cut he was asked for five minutes and he said 10 minutes and 30 seconds so he was cut by the director of operations myself and also because he stole a bit of my thunder now it's time for my favorite wrestlemania match of all time it is in third place in needs list it is the rock versus stone cold steve austin at wrestlemania 17 my my second and third place mentions are two matches i've already mentioned it's Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle in second place and Stone Cold and Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13 in third place. But in number one, it is The Rock, it is Stone Cold Steve Austin, WWF title at the time, WrestleMania 17, greatest WrestleMania of all time, the greatest main event of all time, and this is why. Let's look at the entire card first of all. Not match for match, but we had a hardcore match with Kane, Big Show and Raven. We had a street fight with Vince and Shane. We had a hardcore match with Taker and Triple H. We had the TLC match with Edge of Christian, Hardys, Dudley's, weapons everywhere. So you've seen similar types of matches in terms of hardcore, no rules, not just straight up wrestling matches, albeit we did have a Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit underrated classic on this card. But you had The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in a no disqualification match. We had JR on commentary, and they will be annoyed at this bit because he mentioned JR on commentary, but JR is outstanding. Even when the no disqualification stipulation is added, he's like, what? When the hell was that added? And Paul Heyman is like, I, I don't know, JR. Maybe Vince added it. He didn't tell you. I don't know. But it's it's really, really good. JR's commentary at the start selling it here comes the rock the champion here comes the texas rattlesnake hometown hero blah 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 albeit jr's greatest ever entrance commentary in terms of entrance rather let me put it that way is wrestlemania 19 for stone cold's last match the way he talks about austin as austin's on the way to that ring is how you sell a star in my opinion jr unbelievable i think any commentator anyone in the industry or that's trying to get into the industry and wants to do that job 
re-watch Mania 19's entrance of Stone Cold Steve Austin and take notes. This is how you put someone over before a match has even started. Outstanding. Phenomenal. Back to WrestleMania 17. JR, Paul Heyman, probably the, if they were together longer, they might be my GOAT of commentator teams. They are that good. They bounce off each other well. It was their first big show together, so there's all those dynamics going in. Heyman is outstanding. JR is outstanding. Austin and Rock, the two biggest stars of probably the hottest era of wrestling, specifically in our lifetime anyway. You know, for those fact fans out there who might correct me and start shouting at me and tell me the territory days and all that stuff. But in our lifetime, my lifetime, this was the hottest era of wrestling and you had the two biggest stars. The Rock had just won the belt at No Way Out. Austin was on the way, on the way back. He returned in September of the, of the previous year and was on the way back to the top and to winning the belt. And I remember as a kid, you just didn't know who was going to win. You know, maybe other people say, oh, I know who was going to win, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. And I was a huge Stone Cold fan. I think Stone Cold is in the all-time GOAT conversation in terms of the top four, the Mount Rushmore. I don't think The Rock is, personally. But here, in this particular time, you had the top two guys of the hottest era of wrestling. And it was poetry in motion. They were that good. Austin was vicious throughout the whole match. So when the turn happened, it wasn't very, like, kind of just random. It was out of the blue. It wasn't random because even as the match starts and it goes through and you're in a couple of minutes in, you have Paul Heyman. What a vicious side of Stone Cold Steve Austin we're seeing tonight. Um, the Rock was that fighting champion that wouldn't stay down. He lived out those words from that incredible interview with JR on SmackDown that you will get every blood, sweat and tear that The Rock has to offer. You'll get the absolute best of The Rock and we've seen it that night. In my opinion, this is one of The Rock's greatest ever matches. Um, in terms of crowd reaction, you people would probably argue 18, uh, potentially 28, but in terms of an overall performance, it's this. It was that good. He'd done the job, he got his big moves in, Vince McMahon came out, they'd done the huge heel turn, no one quite knew what was going on until the next night. JR's commentary done the best it could, considering Austin was so damn over in his own state of Texas in Houston. Um, he's shaking hands with Satan himself. Outstanding. JR is probably the MVP. The hidden MVP of this match, especially for us sitting at home watching it. Every call, everything that he tried to sell, he sold immensely and superbly. Phenomenal work for JR. But Stone Cold, The Rock, WrestleMania 17, The Rock's selling of the stunner. Tremendous, the whole build-up. Probably the best build-up video package WWE has ever created. Deborah being thrown in there, then conveniently forgotten about. Does it hurt to build a little bit? Probably. It was kind of just tossed to the side very quickly. And JR and his podcast, when reviewing WrestleMania 17, says they would change little things about that on the way back if they were redoing it. But overall, phenomenal. Because of my love for Stone Cold, because of my obsession with wrestling at that period in my life this has to be the goat for me yes i've been to wrestlemania 28 and seen the rock cena i've been to 29 taker punk 30 and seen daniel bryan's big moment 31 and seen rollins cash in and seen Miami at lesnar throw people around like crazy 
But in my opinion, this is the GOAT wrestling match of WrestleMania. My personal opinion. Tweet me at the podcast WC. And right now we're going to get to Johnny. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, Potsy. Hope you're well. Thanks for asking me back again on the Lowdown and the podcast. It's always great to talk wrestling with yourself. I'm really happy to be back. For those of you who don't know, I'm Johnny. And you can catch me on social media at IamJuki on Twitter and Instagram. Just hit me up. And really glad to be back. I just want to say, Potsy, the last time Neil Campbell got a, a pyrotechnic um, entrance music to his podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm expecting wonders this time around. <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, it's always good to be back. You've asked me a day about my favorite WrestleMania match ever and a few honorable mentions. I think uh, starting off, I cannot, my, I've got really two honorable mentions and, and, and one and one of my main favorite match ever. And my, my first honorable mention would be the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian at WrestleMania. 17, one of my favorite WrestleManias ever in in the card. Um, what a match, TLC, classic. You had three great tag teams who were so over by the crowd. You know, you, you had the Dudley Boys, the Brute Force, and, and the humor that they brought. You also had the humor from Edge and the charismatic Edge and Christian. Um, and then you had the High Flyers who were just so over as well, who didn't really need to be good in the mic. And the Hardy Boys, they were just so good. Everyone just loved them. They had their different styles, but together they elevated the tag team match. Um, and it's just a WrestleMania classic moment. You know, you had Swanton bombs from Jeff Hardy through the tables. You had, you know, just that iconic moment of Edge, Spear, and Jeff Hardy as he's swinging from the cable holding the belts. Um, it's just amazing. It's just that classic WrestleMania moment. And you cannot look past this match for what it was. For so many men to be in the ring, for so much story to be told as well. Unbelievable. My next notable mention would be uh, WrestleMania 25. Um, it would be The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Um, great match. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, you cannot look past WrestleMania matches and not include the Phenom, The Undertaker, The Streak, and Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. And when these two came together, I loved it. I just thought, you know, obviously they had worked together before, but the crowd was nuts for these two. Um, talking or listening to The Undertaker about in the Broken Skull Ranch sessions and other podcast sessions, he, he talks so much about how great he worked with the little guys and especially Shawn Michaels and how great he was as a technical wrestler and only looking back now do you realise actually how great he was and there's moments in that match that's just so good you know you've got Michaels kicking out of the tombstone finisher and everyone was just like oh my goodness he's just kicked out of this but yet the Undertaker still 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 goes on to, to finish the show and, uh, and it's just a great match between two of the biggest characters in wrestling ever um, just great match. I know I said I had two honorable mentions. I actually have another one. My other honorable mention, just thinking about it, when you think about great wrestling matches, would be uh, uh, Cena versus The Rock. Um, two great wrestlers, two um, wrestlers who were so over with the crowd, so to speak, and um, from their generations. And when they came up head to head the first time, and um, you actually didn't know who was going to win. You you didn't. I mean, you 
you thought you knew The Rock was probably going to win, but you did, were you, was Cena going to job to The Rock? You know, Cena's a big character, big personality, a massive star in his own right, um, just as The Rock, and I thought, uh, and that first match was just so unpredictable, and that unpredictableness of it all made it such a great match, and obviously both great wrestlers, both good showmanship, uh, unbelievable. But my favourite WrestleMania match ever, possibly, would be, um, obviously, going back to WrestleMania 17, again, my favourite WrestleMania in general, would be The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, uh, Stone Cold, my favourite wrestler, The Rock being in my top four um, as well, as you know, and just these wrestlers at the height of WWE being the biggest stars potentially ever that the WWE's ever had, um, especially at that time. And people look back and just, you can't, I don't think anyone can look back at their top five media matches and not have them in it. Um, they just, what made it for me for that match, Potsy, was the promo was probably the best promo for any match I've ever seen. It was the Limp Bizkit, um, My Way song in the background. You had the whole build up, uh, the rock screen over Stone Cold, Stone Cold screen over the rock, the change of managers, things like that. It was just unbelievable. Um, it really got you going. The promo itself is just amazing. Never mind the match, but the match, I watched it again recently. Uh, it's just got so much in it. There's so many moments where you're like, you don't know who is going to win this. You know, there's submissions happen. There's, you know, it sets it up again for a later WrestleMania match at 19, which is just as great, you know, as match as well. Um, but I think when these two met in WrestleMania 17, real WrestleMania magic happened and I loved it. And I, for me, looking back, it was the pinnacle of like, wow, as a kid, this is unreal. I was living it as part of the audience. So yeah, there's my favorite WrestleMania match is the Rock versus Stone Cold WrestleMania 17. Um, absolutely loved it. And uh, thanks for having me back on and uh, speak to you again. Thank you. Thank you, Chucky. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's us for this week's edition of the podcast. Spud has been hit with a bout of flu and he was conspicuous by his absence this week. Hello, uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, happy mania weekend. This is Aaron, back again on the podcast. Or the WrestleCast, the Lowdown, I don't know what we call it these days. Formerly the owner of the longest streak in podcast history. But I was Brock Lesnar uh, this week. Uh, so, I'm not bitter about it. You know, whatever. So, full disclosure, I've been... Uh, I was meant to be this sort of featured star. Featured star. On uh, the YouTube channel that was set up. Podcast channel. Uh, but I have been feeling awful all day. I've been being sick all day. No, uh, you don't need to hear all about that. So I'm going to very quickly go through some of my favourite matches in not as much detail as I would have liked to talk about. But, you know, I'm going to make it quick, easy, simple. Let's go. So a few rules beforehand. I'm not going to talk about stuff that I reckon the other guys on the podcast will talk about. So there's no... 
Brett Austin, although it's an awesome, awesome match and pretty much my top five matches of all time. Uh, Austin Rock, Mania 17, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to be talking about that. Taker, HBK, um, yeah, either of those, you know, are fantastic matches. I'm pretty much the best of all time. So, there's no point in talking about them because you've all heard about them before. So, just beforehand, very quickly ring off a load of matches that I love. I've been watching a lot of old WrestleManias, just a few that I suggest you sort of find and pick out on the network. Uh, if Peacock sorts their act out and actually puts all of them on the network. So, very quickly, Mania 8, uh, Brett versus Roddy Piper. Uh, I was... I was never really sold on Roddy Piper until I saw this match. Um, I it's great storytelling. They're basically he's he's wanting the cheat and then Brett wants to cheat. Seriously, a very underrated match. You should go and uh, watch it from start to finish. It's perfect storytelling for wrestling. Um, Austin versus HBK at Mania 14. Uh, I think that's Potsy and I. Potsy and I pretty much have similar wrestling tastes so I would expect a lot of crossover but Mania 14 always pops out for us because it was pretty much the first one that we watched live I think and uh, that's the end of that Mania is fantastic it's brand new era attitude era proper kicks it off although Stone Cold uh, did have Mike Tyson count fast for him I'm just saying still still bitter about that there's no need he had him beat Right, uh, next, Mania 19, uh, Kurt versus HBK. Again, I think Potsy goes into this in a lot more detail, so I won't uh, steal his thunder, but what a match. Um, start to finish, amazing. The false finishes at the end. Uh, just rode the line and being ridiculous. Kurt Angle, though, I think sells a uh, kick out at two and nine tenths like nobody else he looks distraught when sean's kicking out he's the wrestling machine at this point he's fantastic um yeah the right person won like i said a bit too many false finishes but if you're going to do it at any point why not let it be mania uh yeah fantastic i think sean was in the ankle lock too long at the end but again mania why not and the last one oh sorry no not the last one cm punk versus taker um because I don't think it gets talked about that much. I think the way that CM Punk left, it's kind of swept under the carpet a bit. And it's a very good match and excellent build. And those are, uh, if you listen to the Mount Rushmore recently, those two are in my Mount Rushmore, so it's a no-brainer that I would love it. And lastly, and one that doesn't get talked about for obvious reasons, is the triple threat match from uh, Mania 20. Uh, Benoit, Triple trips, main trips, Triple H and HBK, uh, talk about emotional storytelling, the end of that Mania is so good that they had to repeat it at Mania 30, doesn't get talked about because Chris Benoit is a bad man, um, I'm glad they repeated it at 30 because it's an amazing story, mm -hmm. it's just this underdog that nobody thinks is going to do well and he beats the system and beats the two biggest stars that the company has and again at the end the emotion between him and Eddie both having the 
titles. I understand why people don't talk about it, but what a match, what a moment. Uh, it's a shame, really. It's kind of a bummer to end on this, so. But here we go, I'm having a bummer day. I'm away to uh, hug my toilet. <laughs> Have a great mini weekend. Love you guys. All the best. Thank you, Spud, for showing up out of the blue. Ladies and gentlemen, that is us for this week. Thank you to all my guests, Peter, Spud, Juki, Dr. Wu, Neil Campbell himself. I'm Darren Potts. This has been the wrestling edition of the podcast. Give me a follow on Twitter at WC. Thanks very much. Enjoy WrestleMania.